This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast with Brad the Big Noise Evans and Senior Fun Buns Brandon Funston. Uh, we are stepping into the discount and Today we did running backs in the last episode. And today we're going to focus on wide receivers. And these are player, players that are going outside the top 40 based on average draft position and drafts conducted just this month. So recently in best ball exercises as well, uh, some, you know, drafters that actually have some skin in the game. So it's meaningful and reliable ADP information. Uh, before we get in our fantasy five today, let's talk about a couple of players that just missed the cut here, Brandon, and earned some honorable mention status. It's a pair of moors pair of rookies as well one out on the right coast elijah moore of the new york jets and the other on the left coast or at least close to it in the desert and ron dale moore uh, elijah moore going at wide receiver 54 126.0 in average draft position his stock has been skyrocketing here of late based on all the buzz coming out of jets training camp pretty much every single day uh, there seems to be a new bit of hyperbole tied to the rookie at Ole Miss. And Rondale Moore going a little bit later, wide receiver 60-147.8 in terms of average draft position. Another player that seems to be ascending right now in virtual exercises. So what uh, side do you lean more heavily toward, Team Elijah or Team Rondale? I got to say, I'm, I'm a little bit more interested in Elijah because there is con- there is a conceivable – path to him being the go-to guy in this offense. I know a lot of people want to point to Corey Davis. They brought him in to be that guy. You can't say that for Rondell Moore. There's no way he's going to usurp uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But with Elijah Moore, you mentioned just the hyperbolic praise that has been going his way since the moment he was drafted and, and set foot on a field for OTAs. Um, just, you know, just wowing everybody. And you always kind of like the rookie combination of quarterback and receiver. A lot of times they get extra reps together because of rookie camps and, and the different practices where the veterans won't uh, be there. So it's it's conceivable, like I said, that Elijah Moore, who is just a fantastic athlete and has been showing it day in and day out, could be Zach Wilson's favorite target here. And we got to remember. The stink of Adam Gase is gone. He's been like Ted Lasso. He's been relegated. Well, he's in high school now. Call it yeah, place. he's been relegated all the way to high school. They even skipped the level. They made him go all, all the way down to high school. So <laughs> this is the San Francisco regime, and so we do not have to view the Jets in the same light anymore. Yeah, and look, uh, let's say this. I, I don't entirely disagree with you, and I'm going to play devil's advocate and advocate for uh, Ron Dale here in a second, but Elijah Moore is not going to be Justin Jefferson, the sequel. All right, Justin Jefferson had the fifth greatest season by a rookie pass catcher in the history of the NFL last year, right? So you got to temper your expectations, but it could still be quite viable and turn a nice, tidy profit again at that wide receiver 54 price point. I mean, this is a guy uh, most well known for lifting his leg. Remember the Egg Bowl a couple of years uh, in the end zone? That, that one of the best uh, touchdown celebrations of all time. Uh, he forced a ton of missed tackles last year, 18 for Ole Miss. Uh, he had one of the highest contested catch rates as well, 73%, and he's versatile. You know, and a guy that you know can play inside, can play a little bit outside as well. So he's not limited to just the slot. So I, I think, you know, realistically, his floor could be 60, 65, 800, and a handful of touchdowns. 
But I think Rondale Moore is in a similar vicinity. Now, you've got you know a lot of mouths to feed. There were DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk. Um, you know Edmonds is going to have a large role in the pass game. But what I love about Rondale Moore is his electricity. Some of Elijah just so explosive in space. And I cannot get out of my head the memories of what he did in 2018 and the legendary year that he had with Purdue. He broke 37 tackles that year, Brandon. 37 for the Boilers. And if Kingsbury can get him in space, as I've said before, you give him an inch, uh, he'll take a mile, and he's a much better than advertised route runner uh, despite his diminutive frame. So I think both definitely profit and praiseworthy in the middle to later rounds of your fantasy drafts this year. With that, let's get to it in our latest edition of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, again, we are counting up uh, to our favorite a player at the wide receiver position hanging out in the bargain bin. Uh, go ahead and start off with number five on your list because you and I, uh, we've diverged on five and four, but our three, two, one, believe it or not, is identical. So who's number five, again, on your discount wide receiver list? Yeah, it's Jarvis Landry, and he might be a little bit boring for some, but, man, the guy is just a week in and week out will give you something. And last year he finished wide receiver 36 and half PPR. Uh, that was his worst season of the last six. He's been traditionally a top 24 receiver. I think to each of the five years before that, he was that. And last year, he missed his first game of his career is because he had COVID. I think he had a he was coming back from, I believe, a hip injury, and that was giving him problems. And he was dealing with all sorts of ailments. But the guy is a gamer. He went out week in and week out. And the only thing that forced him off the sideline was COVID. So you know what you're going to get from Jarvis Landry. And sometimes in this range of the draft, like, you love that. You love that certainty. And, again, he is always delivered above where he's going right now outside the top 40. Yeah, I, I get on board with that. My guy number five is Devontae Parker. And I know he just missed your list. Uh, and with somebody that would definitely mm-hmm. receive votes in the poll here, the top 25 poll, right? <laughs> uh, but Parker is deserving of a spot. He's at wide receiver 49 right now, 115.2 in terms of ADP. How could you forget what he did two years ago? You know, a guy that was a top 10 fantasy wideout, and he was still only 28 years old. So he's still got, you know, in in the midst right now of his prime years, you know, former top pick uh, of this franchise out of Louisville. And last season, you know, despite uh, some of the soft tissue issues, he was battling through a hamstring injury in 14 games. He had 14 red zone targets. That was wide receiver 18 at the position. Um, you know, he got two attack of Aloha, who I know you adore, and you expect him to take a step forward. But, you know, I know people are talking about Will Fuller. Uh, he's going considerably higher than Parker. A lot of people talking about Jalen Waddell. He's going considerably higher than Parker. They're forgetting that Parker is probably going to be the number one in this offense. And Will Fuller, more than likely, uh, is going to miss time with a pulled hamstring, which seems like a guarantee at some point. So... I, I think Parker could get anywhere between 60, 65 uh, receptions, right around 900 yards, and it wouldn't shock me, too, if he finished with seven, eight touchdowns this upcoming year. So great value there on a pair of wideouts, especially me. Parker, going to make you some pennies. Number four. All right, let's move on to number four, my man. Who made your list of slash-priced wide receivers? Oh, it's Curtis Samuel. Um, oh, listen, yeah. Like, 
top 24 wide receiver last year or top 25 um, can play anywhere on the field and put up his best numbers last year. But now he's back with uh, with Ron Rivera. I think he's going he's with the best quarterback of his career in Ryan Fitzpatrick. And remember, he was with late, you know, like past his prime as a passer, Cam Newton. Uh, I think he had some Kyle Allen in there. And then he had Teddy Bridgewater last year. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick raises his roof more than he's had at a quarterback position in his career. He's still in his prime, and he's primed to play opposite a defense attention-grabbing Terry McLaurin, oh, so he could reap oh, yes. some benefits of that as well. Oh, be still my beating heart. Just the mere mention of Terry McLaurin, how much I love him, Brandon Funston. Uh, that's why I have him aggressively ranked at wide receiver eight, and I refuse to move him down from that position. So, yeah, the uh, the adoration, the man crush, the man to see, uh, quite fantastic that I have those feelings toward Terry McLaurin. I also have fantastic man feelings toward Michael Pittman. And I know what you're thinking. Well, Brad, Carson Wentz, we don't know when he's going to be back. You know, his timetable is anywhere between five to uh, the next century when he could return to the field for this Colts franchise. Uh, but Jacob Beeson's been making some strides in camp. Sam Ellinger has gotten some buzz as well. I-, I think whoever is the starter for this Colts team week one, and there's still a chance it could be Wentz if he heals quickly enough in time. Hopefully he's got some of that Wolverine blood pumping through the veins. I think Pittman is being discounted too much as a result of recent events. Of course, Quentin Nelson, too, out. Uh, Keith Cog on that offensive line. But Pittman has slipped from, like, wide receiver 42 and drafts a couple of weeks ago. He is now down to wide receiver 50, 116.8. And I would like to remind people, he's a big-bodied guy. Anything that you read from beat writers out of Indianapolis camp right now is saying that Pittman is on the precipice of a breakout. And last season, Brandon... No wide receiver, none, had a higher yak per reception with at least 50 targets than Michael Pittman at 7.36 in that category. The guy can get up, climb the ladder, and damn well get the ball more often than not. Very physical. And again, a a player I expect to take a major step forward. So 900 yards, 1,000 yards, maybe 70 catches, handful of TDs, entirely on the table for Pittman this year. So I'm going to go with Pittman. He's going to go with Samuel, and we're going to agree to disagree all until now. Number three. Number three on the list, Brandon. You and I are locked hand in hand right now. We're riding tandem bicycles. Uh, We're definitely skipping shirtless right now and a patch of daisies, and I may rub your nipples later because we love who at number three? The Slim Reaper. We love Devonta Smith. We don't love that he's out right now with a with a little injury. It's not. It's considered minor. But man, look at that Philadelphia Eagles receiving core. I just did, cannot get excited about Jalen Rieger, uh, Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward. That to me is an empty cupboard. Uh, Devonta Smith. We love volume, and that's the biggest thing here. He's got he's got great talent as well. I don't love the talent of the quarterback throwing to him, but. It, you know, volume should should uh, you know help that in the end, and I think Devonta Smith, just because of that volume, is is almost like he's going to finish top forty if he stays healthy. Yeah, I know what people are saying. Well, he's too skinny, you morons. He can't do anything. He's six feet, one hundred and seventy pounds. He needs to pack on uh, the muscle and and added some weight. I don't think it's a big deal. You know, last season, remember he played for Alabama 
uh, in which he won the Heisman Trophy, what scored 20 touchdowns. And according to Matt Harmon, our former colleague at Yahoo Sports, who runs Reception Perception, uh, he had a 72% success rate against man coverage and press coverage last year. Well, go try to find go try to find film of him getting jammed off the line. Uh, he it, you can't do it. He's he is great at that. So even despite the size, he's got the savvy and the quicks and the know-how to avoid those jams. Yeah, he's got the uh, the cutting ability. And yeah, yeah, you're right, the savvy, he's smart, man. He really is and he glides. He's got some Gumby-like ability. I said it before, it reminds me of Brandon Lloyd. Former University of Illinois, great, a former fantasy stud. Remember the Denver Broncos, the connection yeah. with Kyle Orton? I think he was number one in fantasy that year. Uh, look, I understand that Devontae Smith should go to, like, more, um, you know, medieval, middle-aged festivals and get those <laughs> oversized turkey legs. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's a turkey leg? What were these, like, nuclear turkeys? Like, what is this? Doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I think he is going to be much better in advertising. You mentioned a clear path to opportunity. I think it's a thousand yards, man. I think it's six to eight touchdowns for him. And he got a big arm quarterback in Jalen Hurts who's going to uncork. And with his four 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 forty yard speed, Smith is going to race past a lot of DBs and win in those, uh, you know, explosive pass play situations. So at his price point right now, in average drafts. Uh, going and he's you know been discounted a little bit more due to the recent injury. Wide receiver 39, 90.3. We are all in on the fly, Eagle Fly and Devontae Smith. Number two. All right, from one field stretcher to another, let's go to my squad and the Chicago Bears. Brandon, who else are we in love with? Oh, Darnell Mooney. We love him, but I don't think we love him as much as his head coach, Matt Nagy, loves him, comparing him You're to right. Tyreek Hill, recently saying he's been on fire with his route running. Like Nagy threw him, oh, it was a fifth rounder last year, I believe, yeah. threw him into the starting lineup right away. I think that surprised a lot of people, but he more than held his own, has fantastic deep deep threat ability with his speed, but also showing, as Matt Nagy said, some route running savvy this year. And I'll tell you what, you know, Justin Fields is also getting a lot of praise. Oh, yes, and he it, is. It's, things are trending more towards him being on the field very early in the season. I think that could be a match made in heaven for Darnell Mooney's skills and the big arm of Justin Fields. So, yeah, everybody's favorite sleeper right now seems to be trending towards Darnell Mooney. Yeah, Darnell Mooney uh, is creeping up slightly in terms of ADP, but not massively. Wide receiver 51, 117.8, uh, sandwich in between. Michael Pittman and Marvin Jones. God, that would be a brutal decision for me to make in a fantasy draft between <laughs> Pittman and Moody. Oh, man, I hope uh, I don't have to deal with that. My two loves, I uh, would have to figure that one out. But, you know, here, here's a key stat on Darnell Mooney. This is how lousy Trubisky and Nick Foles were last year for this Bears offense. He was number 10 in unrealized air yards and number 71 in catchable target rate. So you bring in Fields, uh, who's got a cannon for an arm, and he's more accurate. You know, that's one of his calling cards at the Ohio State. And, you know, there were some people knocking him for oh, reads and progressions, reads and progressions. And, again, I, all I did is watch a lot of tape on Justin Fields. I watched him murder uh, opposing Big Ten defenses. And I go back to that uh, you know college football playoff game against Clemson and how they picked him apart, you know, with some busted ribs. You know, Justin Fields is a yeah. gamer. And you're right. I, I think it's, you know, at the latest week four against Detroit – that he'll finally seize the reins from Andy Dalton. And once that happens, uh, I mean, it's to the moon with Darnell Mooney, a player, again, you're getting after pick, uh, you know, 90 or so in fantasy drafts right now. 
uh, you know, at 117.89, that could certainly pay a massive instant dividend this season. Number one. All right, numero uno. Who is the top taco on our favorite discounted wide receivers? Brandon, you and I, again, share a similar love for whom? Yeah, it's time to step up to the Mike, Mike Williams of the Chargers. And, you know, we love him because, well, it's Joe Lombardi now as the offensive coordinator who came out and said he'll be playing the Michael Thomas role. And, you know, that's the thing with Mike Williams. They've been just kind of setting him out on the sideline and setting him deep and getting crushed trying to make these big, long catches. It's been, (laughs) you know. Time to use that skill and that size across the field a little bit more, you know, so getting him a little bit more than just the one trick pony he's been. We've seen him go over a thousand yards. We've seen him score 10 touchdowns. Look, at he's got that ability, but we haven't seen him go over 50 catches. I think we finally are going to see him in a role where he's going to have the volume to push, you know, 60, 70 catches. And with his yard for catches, even if that comes down a little bit, there's upside. You know, there's I think we're just we're chasing ceiling here with this guy, this big, you know, this big power forward of a wide receiver attached to a really good quarterback arm. Yeah. Mike Williams, a guy going around the same time as downtown Yuma, Marquise Brown. No. <laughs> Uh, Jalen Waddle, no, thank you. Mecole Hardman, no. I mean, like I take Mike Williams, you know, ninety nine out of ninety nine times. Actually, I <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the guy, um, and I, I'm with you there. And, and you know, Lombardi's saying all the right things. And you know, you look at uh, what he, you know, really ranked in terms of unrealized air yards. He was wide receiver fourteen, and he was wide receiver hundred in catchable target rate. And you're like, well, you know, what's changed? It's Justin Herbert still, but it, it's just like you mentioned. It's how they're going to deploy him. You know, understandably, his you know, catchable target rate would be lower because all he was doing was running tons of streak routes down the left and right hash mark. And that's why his dot was top 10. Now, if he can run, you know, some of those shorter and more immediate routes and Herbert can place the ball in his wide catch radius, you know, the guy's at six foot four, 218 pounds, he's going to win those situations and hopefully stay healthy and not, you know, have a kidney dislodged from some of the hits that he was taking previously. So I'm nice. with you, man. And we love his props as well. And the over 900.5 receiving yards available right now at legal sports books, a couple of them across the country. And that, our friends, is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. You can follow me there. At Noisy Huevos, drop us a rating and a review, which it kindly really helps out our show tremendously. We'll be back hopefully later this week with another episode. And until next time, adios, amigos.